I'm Dan Naraki. A $4.5 billion settlement deal is being reached with Purdue Pharma concerning their alleged role in the opioid crisis. As part of the agreement, OxyContin maker Purdue Pharma will cease to exist and the Sackler family, the owners, will be banned from the opioid business. The money will go towards addiction recovery programs as well as prevention and treatment. The rain chance tonight drills off. It's coming back to high likelihood for tomorrow again. Deep layered moisture continues the reason, along with the weak level high pressure trying to work its way back. It will over the next several days, and that'll reduce the rain chance and pull up more heat in time for the weekend. Early morning starts off 70s to 80. The afternoon tomorrow goes back to a high of the upper 80s. 80s to 90 Friday with likely storms widely scattered over the weekend with highs of near 90. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. We are the Excuse me, 8 to 10 days, about to celebrate a 33rd anniversary of Talking Food. We don't do it quite the same way that Tom did for all those years, but you know, it definitely still beats everything else out there in terms of your mood, I would say. (laughs) I gotta say, I would much rather talk about the exquisitely delicious crawfish and corn bisque I had for lunch today rather than COVID-19. So I will say that we went to Keith Young's and, you know, I'm learning a few things. Has anyone, I know you've seen the episode if you watch Frasier and if you don't or didn't go back and do it because it's a truly hilarious a sitcom that ran from the what very late nineties into the two thousand first decade of two thousand of the twenty first century, and there is a point where um, Niles is divorced and is dating people, or someone, some some stranger walked up and kissed him, and he said, "Everyone kisses better than Maris." And Maris is his ex-wife. And that's how I feel now about the coffee that I'm making for Tom. We talked about this yesterday, and Mike gave us a tutorial on it. I've decided we need some kind of music for, for Mike. It's gotta be, it's gotta be some kind of music that implies that he's poo-pooing something because Mike has has told me a lot of things in the last couple of months that just have poo-pooed it for me. And now I need to figure out how to up my game with coffee because I agree it's me and it's my coffee because Tom had another practically orgasmic reaction to the coffee that he was drinking at Keith Young's. And so this is a familiar theme now and I need to definitely go back to the drawing board and the coffee. So I have... I have a pot that's still sitting there. 
I probably should throw it out and start over again, but I just made it yesterday. Uh, but I'm going to I'm going to up my game with the coffee and and give that a whirl. That is not the primary thing that we had at Keith's though. We had uh, well, I, I, people who listen to the show know that I had the hamburger, which there are dueling entrees there, and one of them was a special today. Since Keith opened Five Girls, the menus at his steakhouse what was the old Krabby Shack and what is now Five Girls, which is in the space of the old Krabby Shack, they've sort of been kind of fluid. So the dishes kind of move around a little bit. So they had the the baked potato. Picture this, Patty. It's a okay. nice size baked potato. And it's got butter in it, of course. But in addition to that, there is this seafood cream sauce and it's crab meat and shrimp in a cheesy cream sauce. Oh, that sounds delicious. Sitting in the potato. Yes, it's not only sounds delicious, it is delicious. <laughs> and it, it gets me to, to think of getting that instead of my usual there, which is like the best hamburger around. Now, there have been some contenders up there lately, but it's still, I had it again today. I did go back to the burger, and it's just a fantastic burger. So um, I had that, but before that, they told us about a special that they had, which was, I mean, the special was the seafood, that's the entree special, but um, a crawfish and corn chowder. Now I've had a lot of crawfish and corn chowders and it's really hard to make a crawfish and corn chowder that isn't yummy. But this was a spectacularly outstanding crawfish and corn chowder. And I could have eaten a gallon of it. It was just really great. It had all kinds of stuff in it, but it was really creamy and just loaded with crawfish, and it was really, really good. So um, I got that, and that disappeared rather quickly. And then Tom got the steak sandwich, and it's not a steak sandwich that is just, you know, little bits of steak. These are big chunks of delicious seared filet. It was really a great lunch. So then it was nice. We were early, so we decided that Tom decided he was going to get dessert. So he got the creme brulee there, which comes in a little custard cup, kind of like the one at Galatoire's, only he was raving about this creme brulee and insisted that I try it, which I am not as offended to do as I used to be. I have to admit, creme brulee is pretty smacking delicious. and I, But I don't want to get into eating it because then, then I start eating it. Like I'm still thinking about going to get another pecan pie, but I'm not. But um, the creme brulee was maybe one of the best I've ever tasted. And I've only started tasting Tom's creme brulee in the last year but it was really terrific. It was kind of a it was kind of a tight creme brulee, which might explain why I thought it was so fantastic. But Tom, who has had just about every creme brulee 
offered thought it was maybe the most outstanding too. It was perfect, I think. It was a custard, but it was a tight custard. It had a fantastic flavor and the sear on the top of it, the crust that is seared was was very light. Um, it wasn't like really, really hard to crack. It was good, it was really good. So then Tom orders coffee and they had three or four cups and was as ecstatic about that as anything he had. So I've, I'm concluding that Mike is right and I need to try to do better with Tom's coffee. So we'll see how that goes. I'm going to venture out. Now, I believe that Union Coffee is a dark roast coffee because now I find Tom asking about the coffee and I'm getting different answers when he it's answered, when his questions are answered. And it always turns out to be a dark roast. But I thought that that's all that Tom drank anyway was a dark roast. I thought the coffee beans sitting in the kitchen are a dark roast. Yesterday, we were offered beans for roasting to take home. And I said no, but maybe I should have said yes. But maybe next time we go, we'll say yes to that. Anyway, that was our lunch. And it was outstanding. It was outstanding. And I, uh, I have to we're going to just start going back to places like that because for a while I got away from it because I'm a casual kind of person. You know, I go to Keith Young's and I get the hamburger. And so since Tom is kind of just along for the ride, as long as we're going out to eat, I started going to the more casual places. But it was so wonderful to be back at Keith Young's. It has been way too long and uh, we will be back soon. It, because it's a great place and we need to start getting back to those kind of places. So that's two days in a row that I started the show basically the same way because I'm rediscovering finer dining places because we've pretty much been in the domain of the New Orleans food and spirits, which don't get me wrong, is really delicious. And I'll talk about that when we come back, but much more casual. We'll take a break and be back. 556-9696. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. I get misty just holding your hand. Yes, indeed. I guess it's easy to do that. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. We're talking food and, well, I don't want to say it too early because it's been almost a month, 
But and we have Nicole Dorgnack at three o'clock to talk groceries. Assuming all things stay calm at the store. We shall see. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. It is just kind of crazy out there everywhere, all the time, with a lot of new faces everywhere, the staffing, people coming and going, and everywhere we're going. Actually, you know, this also goes along with the not having eaten. Well, no, that's not true either, because last night at New Orleans Food and Spirits, there were a lot of new faces in the dining room too. And I don't mean customers, I mean staff. So like today at Keith's, the bartender was waiting on people. So it has been a constant struggle, I think, for uh, businesses to get back up and running from all of this. And I, I would say back up and running, but to, I mean, they've been up and running for a while, but to really kind of get some traction going. Five five six nine six nine six. Today is the birthday of John D. Rockefeller, and also coincidentally, his grandson born on the same day. Eighteen thirty nine and nineteen oh eight. The reason he is in the almanac is that he is the person for which oysters Rockefeller is named. And for those people who have never heard the story, and I, I guess there might be one or two still out there. I know it was interesting to me when I first heard it. Oysters Rockefeller, as most people probably know, has no spinach in it. And the dish was created at Antoine's. And, you know, we take for granted that things have always been the way they are now, but they haven't. I mean, I think that, I think that up until maybe the 80s, dining, and I put that in quotes, and I mean, I never set foot in a place like uh, Antoine's until I was older. My sister did take me to Brennan's once when I was about 14, though, so that might have been the only time I'd ever set foot in a place like that. But you don't, you know, you you think that uh, you have the amuse-bouche, for example, and that that's how you start your meal. But back in the day, before the, as Tom calls it, the contemporary Creole revolution changed fine dining in New Orleans and really upped its game, the what you got on the table was, you know, crackers. And there was a relish tray. Now, so a fine dining establishment brought a relish tray which had things like parsley on it and other little nibbling greens, which doesn't seem very appealing at all. I mean, you know, an amuse-bouche is one thing. I mean, that's amusing, you know? But I don't think I would be all that amused by a relish tray. But that is what Oysters Rockefeller was, uh, that's what spawned Oysters Rockefeller. It was a uh, need, an instantaneous need for another course in a dinner. And I will read the whole story. But um, they took the relish trays, which is also kind of an interesting thing that you would just take a bunch of things lying around and 
I, I don't know, I guess there was a blender back then. And they put a roux and put it over oysters. And that that's how Oysters Rockefeller was born. But anyway, Tom says that there was plenty enough cause for it to be Oyster Rockefeller Day. Today, the original Oysters Rockefeller was created at Antoine's in 1899. Antoine's son, Jules, who was then the proprietor of the restaurant, devised it. The host of a private banquet asked Jules to add an appetizer to the group's menu. Jules saw a bunch of relish trays in the kitchen. Their contents looked limp. He told the chef to grind it all up, cook it down, add a roux and breadcrumbs, and bake it over some oysters. This became Oysters Rockefeller. From there, it spread worldwide. Whether it gets its name from its richness, it is quite a bit richer than it seems, or from the reference to Rockefeller, that is the day that it was created. Today is the day that it was created. But it is, that is how, uh, that is how it is named. There's a lot of butter in it too. You know, that reminds me of something that I wanted to say about those kinds of things, relish, condiments, all of that. You know, I feel like we're all in this little nightmare together. And um, when I hear about the struggle of restaurants with their staffing and the rising prices and all of that. Today, I was brought a hamburger with a ramekin of mustard and mayo and ketchup. And I'm, I'm a really strong... Uh, proponent of not wasting anything to an absurd degree, actually. But I often will tell a restaurant or a waiter, if I know the way something is going to be served, not to bring me blank, you know, like, don't bring me cocktail sauce, but I, I would like to tartar sauces with fried seafood. Or I usually tell them, at Keith's, only bring me the ramekin of mustard. And I kind of use that as a dipping sauce for the burger because I don't eat the bun. So I'm just thinking that in these times of really ridiculous price jumps, like um, I was told that mayonnaise, case of mayonnaise went up $24 in a week. I mean, this starts to really add up for a restaurant. So I'm just thinking, you know, it's just a suggestion since we're all in this together and to keep prices of restaurants down as long as we can, don't take condiments that you're not going to eat or a bun that you know is going to go in the garbage. I just feel like it's good to be more mindful of that. I was not mindful of it today until I looked down and saw that now that it's come to the table, the ramekin of mayo and ketchup is going to have to go in the garbage. And I, I just felt bad about that. So, I mean, I don't think it has to become a neurosis, but I think it's not a bad idea always in every case to be kind of mindful of that sort of thing. And I, and I have been in the past and I 
don't know why I spaced out today, but I did. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you would like to talk about food, that is what we do here. We talk about. Yes, please. I did not know. Patty, let me call on you. Go ahead. <laughs> I did not know that oysters Rockefeller didn't have spinach. Is there someone like that that has spinach? Um, I don't know if spinach has been added to it, but I, I'm just reading from Tom's Almanac. The original oysters Rockefeller did not have spinach in it. I think that you see a lot of creamy uh, spinach over uh, spinach, a lot of times it's spinach and artichoke dip um, over oysters. Yes, you do. And a lot of them will have spinach. But the original, and I guess the truest of them, does not have spinach hmm, I didn't in it. know that. The color comes time. from those whatever in the world it was on those <laughs> relish trays back in 1899. Maybe we don't want to know. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you know, I, I've said this before, and I will say it again. The uh, lunch that I had uh, last Friday uh, at Desi Vega's was um, delicious, delicious. And the I, I say that the amuse-bouche that is served there is, in my opinion, the best amuse-bouche anywhere. And okay, and it's just the single meatball, his grandmother's recipe with the the red sauce, and it, it's just it's just divine. And you know, we get really great little tidbits of food now as an amuse bouche. I don't, I mean, obviously back in the day you didn't know any better because no one was doing an amuse-bouche. I'm sure, I'm sure if you presented a relish tray or an amuse-bouche back then, they would have jumped all over that amuse-bouche. But, you know, if you don't know it any better, then, yeah, the, I guess the relish tray looked good. I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of things like fried chickpeas as just little nibbler kind of things. I mean, I could see olives, but parsley? I... <laughs> I mean, there was that fried parsley phase back in the 80s in town. You said we have Eve on the phone? Steve. Oh, Steve. I'm sorry. Okay. Hi, Steve. I got all Steve. excited for a second. I thought there was a new caller. Yeah. It, hi, Mary Anderson. <laughs> Not that, that I don't Steve love you. It's just... Ex that guy, Steve, is one of the best callers ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I hate the term amuse-bouche. It sounds so hoity-toity. It does. And I've said this before, and I do think it's a rather brilliant quote, which you know you can use if you'd like, but I okay. don't like it when the amuse-bouche is the most amusing thing at the table that evening. Is the most amusing? Yes. In other words, if that's the best thing that comes... That has happened to me before when okay. the amuse-bouche is the most delicious thing at the table and I want to say can you take all this other stuff away and just bring me more yeah. of that yeah. yeah okay well I just like I said amuse-bouche yes and so but but we're never going back to the relish trade uh, days I know but appetizer you know? just sounds better or you know well but but an amuse-bouche is not an appetizer I know it's a free thing that they give you before yes. the appetizer there you go see so, so I like, like at, when you shut go your pie sushi, hole and take it. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you go to eat sushi and they give you the the uh, 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 soup, 
uh-huh. you know, the miso soup. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. They don't say, would you like a Japanese or moosh bush? I don't know what that'd be, a whatever. But uh, anyway, okay, what I really called about was... If you don't be a, quiet, they're going to start taking the amuse-bouche away because everyone is struggling right now. And I'm going to be I'm gonna be dragged across the restaurant. Please don't take my amuse-bouche. Go ahead. Just call it something else. Okay. Um, I told you that we were going to um, saltines and I was going to try something different than just the oysters. And they had a grilled pork chop mm. on the special for the day. And it was really good. They had fried yellow squash, you know, like with a little bit of a, a cut and disc with a little bit of a batter. Really? Fried, and then snap mm. beans that were, you know, real old-fashioned, really stewed down snap beans. Green okay, beans. yeah, yeah. I know that, yeah. And mm. it was very good. And I kind of had to laugh because my wife had two dozen oysters. I had... That we each had a beer and I had tea, and the bill was $45. Oh, wow! <laughs> and I started laughing. I'm going, Yeah, well, that's why it's not in the top 10% because it didn't cost in the top 10%. So, Paul, if you're out there listening, that would be a good value place for you while your kitchen is under renovation yeah, for I think two it months. Really would. All I got to say to Paul is if your kitchen renovation is that extravagant to take two months you don't need a you special can, you can afford to go eat at keith young's and there you go you know good lord there you go anyway so, all right but i was uh, i was really wait wait, wait. you have to you have to, i'm sorry you call me too late you gotta hold on okay it's, we have yes, to go ma'am. to the news before I'll you be launch here. into the next thing just hang on and and we'll come back all right, it is 2.30 already, which means it's time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. We'll be back with Eve slash Steve to talk some more about food, as we always do. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. State lawmakers have until next Friday to decide on whether to hold an override veto session. LawPolitics.com publisher Jeremy Alford says there are some lawmakers who wonder if they have enough votes to override a veto. One thing to trigger a history-making session and another thing to get there and, and, and not be able to do anything. Governor Edwards vetoed 28 bills. A majority vote in either the House or Senate is needed to cancel the session that's set to begin July 20th. Among the vetoes is legislation pushed by Attorney General Jeff Landry that would have expanded the state drug courts using funding obtained from opioid settlements. In his veto statement, Edwards says the bill was too vague about how the Attorney General was allowed to spend funds, Port Allen Senator Rick Ward says he spoke with the governor's staff about why his bill was vetoed. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what all those things are, but we'll have more discussion over the upcoming weeks. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com And with that, the Tigers are putting another point onto the scoreboard. The runner is coming around and he's heading to home plate, but wait... He's running, he's running to the newsstand to pick up the latest edition of Tiger Rag Magazine. I've never seen anything like it before. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag Magazine. Are you looking for the latest in LSU sports news? Tiger Rag Magazine. No worries, we've got you covered. Tiger Rag Magazine. 
Check this out. Get Tiger Rag in your rotation. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag. Find it local newsstands, deliver to your mailbox, or flip the pages on TigerRag.com. Tiger Rag Magazine covers all things LSU sports. Wake up with a fresh dish of sports news direct to your email. Tiger Rag Daily. We've got all the LSU sports news you need. Football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, gymnastics, track. We've got it all. Tiger Rag. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speaking easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Gosh, we got to get Tom back uh, in front of the microphone, um, except when someone else is on the phone. Let's go to Steve again and we, finish our conversation. We, we need some more of his uh, bumper songs, I agree. Yeah, his melodious um, sounds, yes. Yeah, the other word that gets me like a moose-bouche is Anjou. Now why? I don't know. It just sounds like, Anjou. you know. Yeah, you it sounds so French. Sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, you know what's about, funny is that Anjou has been used for a really long time, and it's been used with things like um, Roy Rogers' roast beef. So it really isn't all that hoity-toity. You know. Roy Rogers roast beef they used to give Anjou. I don't remember it's, that whatsoever. Well, maybe it was me that said that. Yeah, maybe. The Anjou would run off of the roast beef. There was and they yeah, and they used to gravy. they used to <laughs> use it. What? That's called what? gravy. No. Isn't it called no, gravy? No, no. Okay. no, no gravy uh, is distinctly different from Anjou. And uh, and then of course there's demi gloss, so you would have au jus, then gravy, and then the ultra. It's, it would is be demi gloss. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. Au jus just sounds so hoity-toity to me. It's like crepe instead of crepe. You know. Wait. Instead of wait, what? Crepe. You know, you gotta. Well, roll where do you, where that who off. says that? Who says that? It's a crepe. Yeah, I know, but it's crepe. <laughs> You know, you got to roll that R so you can be sophisticated. And uh, uh, condiments on burgers, mayonnaise, yeah, mustard, yeah, ketchup, you got to be kidding me. Ketchup just hides the flavor way too much of, if you're eating ketchup on stuff, it's because it doesn't have enough flavor. Well, you know that the, quote, mystery sauce everywhere is just those three. Right, right, I know. I know. I've become but, uh, kind of a huge fan of ketchup 
with regard to beef, though, because I'm really, really digging my little Sloppy Joe's pile of ground beef, <clears throat> excuse me, ground beef with um, mustard, ketchup, Worcestershire, and, you know, a million well, vegetables. Yeah, if you go in for a Sloppy Joe, I'll agree with that. But if you eat, like, a steak or... Roast, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, a roast, oh, yeah. or yeah. even like a burger. It just had so much yeah. flavor. You know, the ketchup is, is well. That's the idea. It's a little sweet. You know, a little yeah. sweet. Um, but anyway, I, I really, I really was looking at that and just feeling so guilty to send those condiments back when prices are soaring like they are. Purse. So you should have just put them in your purse and taken. I just home wanted to you. mention that. Yeah, I actually yeah, should have asked to take it home. Yeah, yeah I do feel I do feel like I do feel like a ninety year old lady though when I say you know what I'm gonna go ahead and take the butter too because I know it's going <laughs> in the garbage again. yeah and I and I just I'll just use it at my house and I've been yeah. doing that but I don't want to look too ridiculous with but but I'm just gonna remember not to get it next time just yeah, don't I bring don't want it, to it. Me. I, I I truly agree with that that's yeah. uh, it it's ridiculous to just waste the stuff but you yeah. know. And and at but, one time it was kind of free because most of it is nothing anyway. Like ketchup is nothing, but it is now. Yeah, and so yeah. is mayo for sure. So yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, let me go have an amuse bouche with my. Uh, you should be so lucky. I know. You'll never see an amuse bouche at Saltines, but I do want to mention that that is a good place to go for a value meal if Absolutely. that was what you you know that's good i i don't know that i've ever seen fried squash i've seen fried zucchini i've seen fried mushrooms fried okra i mean I it was you know kind of almost a home cooking kind of thing but yeah you know mm -hmm. i mean that's what i'm saying for two people to have two beers two yeah. entrees yeah, for 45 bucks you know i don't yeah. expect it to be in the top five percent or whatever Right, and you know what? That's fine. It ought to yeah. be what it is, and everyone yeah, and and everything will draw its own audience, and that's the way it ought to be. And uh, but I just have I've just discovered that we're the wrong audience for. We're, we're, I got to get out. I got to get back to Tom's Tom's home base. You know, well, you which is more. Yeah, we do. Oh no, no. Listen, yeah, I'm not yeah. giving up my Coretta. I'm not giving up my sunshine. I'm not, you know, giving up that kind of stuff. But I, well, but I have been feeling a little guilty. You know, guilty. you got to go to more different places. You know. Uh, I, yeah. Don't don't do Coretta yeah. and. I know. No, I, yeah, no, I got to have my Coretta. I'm sorry, I do. It's well, like you know, but it's like going out on my know. patio and sitting in the sun at the beach or something. It's I, I got I need my vitamin D. Have you made it to Dumon? You haven't yet, have you? No, no. I'm gonna but ask I will. you that every time. I know, right. and I tell you the same answer. No, but I will. <laughs> you got to keep going a little bit farther than Saltines and check out Dumon for me. Well, the only or I guess I could do that since that's our job. Too. What? We're, we're just going to saltines on Tuesday because my wife okay. is like the, fruit okay. for raw oysters. Okay, the special. So, okay. And I like all right. them too. So. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Goodbye, right, take darling. Bye-bye. Five five six nine six nine six. I got about twenty minutes to talk to you if you would like to talk to me before Nicole Dorgnack calls in to talk to us about groceries. I'll finish what Tom says because Patty and I got off talking about it and it, it answers a lot of things. The Oysters Rockefeller, um, this was the, the 
getting back to the story of how it began. From there, it spread worldwide, whether it gets its name from its richness, which is quite a bit richer than it seems, containing a great deal of butter, or its greenness. The reference was to John D. Rockefeller's money. Rockefeller sauce turns up occasionally in other dishes, a vogue for Rockefeller soup came and went. I don't think that's true. I think it's still out there every time we go to... Actually, that's not true. I haven't seen it lately. At Rest a While, they have an Oysters Rockefeller soup with oyster crackers on it. Rockefeller sauce turns up occasionally in other dishes of... Uh, oh, I started... I'm sorry, I lost my place there. Some restaurants around town use the sauce with fish. At Galatoire's, there's a dish called spinach Rockefeller, a mixture of cream spinach and Rockefeller sauce. The primary controversy surrounding the dish is whether spinach should be in Rockefeller sauce. Almost every authority says yes. They're all trumped by the fact that Antoine's original recipe never did include spinach. And Tom says they created it, and whatever they say it is, is what it is which I think is a fair thing to do. If you created it, you ought to say what it is and get to say what it is. Speaking of oysters something or another, when we went to Keith's in the past, we used to get, Tom used to always like to get the oysters bienville, which is something you, you don't really see that much anymore, oysters bienville. Let me go to Allie, we haven't heard from in a while. Hi, Allie. Hi, Marianne. How are you? You want to hear something really weird? I was just yes. thinking about you today at Keith's when a big pile of greaseless, crispy, stacked high onion rings came out of the yes. dining room. Uh, came, came into the dining room. <laughs> and I thought, oh, yes. Go ahead. I'm an onion ring girl over a fry girl all day. Well, you know, okay. I, I I could go with you on that. I think I think it's good. Um, where's some of your favorite onion rings around town? Oh man. You like the big ones, right? You like the big ones. I like thick cut. I don't want okay. the strings. Okay. Because I like onions mm -hmm. and I wanna bite into a thick cut onion ring. Like a okay. steak. Like you know a steak yeah. treat? Yeah. I want like a like a steak freak onion ring. Okay. Like I want fair enough. Um, uh, the Cowboy Place Bears. You've been going to Bears? On 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 yeah. uh, Road. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Um, and the seafood place, the galley. Yes. Are those thick or thin? Thick. Okay. Now, I didn't even yeah. know bears had onion rings. They do? Oh, yeah. You are. Oh, yeah. Now, and I don't know about the greaseless part. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are they thick? The greaseless part. Yeah. They are. Okay. Oh, yeah. they're delicious. Yeah. Aren't the, aren't the poor boys just yummy yum? I mean, the poor boy, oh, that roast beef poor boy. Is... massive. Let me tell you, you'll find not a many poe boys in this city as loaded as theirs. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bread's already big, okay? The bread, uh -huh. the bread's already big, and you're like, all right, uh -huh. the bread. But like, I cannot. What? Yeah. Nothing frustrates me more than to get a big po' boy with a big slice of Leidenheimer bread, right? 
Yeah. And then, like, not enough filling. Yes. You get oyster. Yeah. Whether you get roast beef, whether you get shrimp, you get, like, six shrimp. You're like, I just ordered a nine-inch. Yeah, right. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, more than six. Yeah. And they are consistently better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can take half of the roast beef out and make another sandwich out of it. That is that way. Yeah. And we're not talking uh, yeah, about... And for those people who have never experienced bears, first of all, you should. And second, um, we're not talking about, like, not all that good. We're not talking about quantity over quality. We're talking about quality and quantity. Correct. Which is very, And that's my point about, like, being skimpy on stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like that, for me, is in the quality route. Well, that's that. That's part of that, you know, goodwill business. It's like, you know, yeah. if you're gonna, if I'm coming there, and I'm going to leave with a bad taste in my mouth because you were stingy, does yeah. that really help you in the future? Because I, you have yeah. just traded a customer for the few cents that you made by not giving me more shrimp. I mean, it's like, I don't know why people don't get that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're, and you know, they get the six, like you get, and I also like to choose, okay? So I like to choose my size Uh of my, of my po' boy. Uh And, and I appreciate that because I might be feeding myself and my kid. Well, six is not enough for me, mm-hmm. but nine is, and so I can get enough on the nine for myself and my child. Right. Uh-huh. And that's what you get out of having a quality and enough in the sandwich right. proportion-wise right. poor boy. No, it's a pretty, pretty great poor boy. It's a pretty yeah. great poor boy. It is. So, so uh, I'm a onion ring gal. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all the way, you know, I obviously appreciate a good fry, but I'm definitely an onion ring gal for sure. But I was just thinking the other day that I, like, had, I have dined out quite a bit in the last, you know, I think maybe I called in maybe a month ago. Yeah. I've actually dined out a lot, and I have a lot to report. And guess what? Don, the gourmet waiter, is not preceding me. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? But since but since you are not reporting it and you are in this extraneous Don the Gourmet waiter vein, stop <laughs> and let me do a break and then get yourself fired up to come back and give me some reports, okay? Oh, I have five. I'm ready. I'm loaded. All right. We have Allie on the line, and she will remain there while we do a couple of spots. And uh, we would love to have you call us, too. 556-9696. We'll be back. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light-smoked pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage 
Sausage in stores all over town. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. And it's crawfish season. Having a boil? Bring your ice chest to Mandeville Seafood. Celebrating 25 years. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. So very, very true. Let us go back to Allie here on the Food Show. We missed you. Hey, everybody. Yes. I'm... Man, it's been, it's actually been a great summer, um, comparatively to, you know, last summer and where we are, and I'm eating out a lot more, mm-hmm. and I have stacked up a lot to share, and I actually was kind of prioritizing this, because that's how type A I am. Well, you don't have a whole and lot of I, time, so you have to, you're going to have to I'm spread just, this out over other in. calls. No. Yeah. I've narrowed it down. I know, but that's what happens. I feel like there's a window, and then suddenly all there's all these callers yeah. call in or something. Oh, okay. All right. For near landing in La Prosse is at the top of my list, and here's hmm. why. They, we hosted my mother-in-law's 70th birthday there in May. They were gracious. The food was fresh fresh and hot, we had crawfish bits, we had shrimp, we had linguine, salad rolls, um, prime rib. They were gracious, humble, hospitable. The view was gorgeous. The wind was spectacular coming off the lake. If anybody wants to go for a hop, skip, and a jump good meal, for near landing. Okay, can I stop you and ask you a question? Does she live out yeah. there? Who? Your mother-in-law. Oh no, she lives on the west well, bank. How would you have? How would you even have? Here's why: the boys, my husband Kyle, oh. I'm referring to, and okay. the brother Mike, <laughs> that are all in the business with me, right? Uh-huh. Play baseball fall there on Sundays. They're in there, you know, when grown men uh, can't let go of their baseball years, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> See, I don't even, I don't, I'm completely unfamiliar with this place, so I'm really glad that you're calling in about it. Marianne, it's at the top of my list of the five places I've eaten that I'm, I'm going to share. I'm so about. excited. They're, they're fabulous. The waitresses were spectacular. The views are gorgeous. It is worth the hop, skip, and a jump. Okay. See, this is what this show is about, valuable information. All right. And so we went there, and they were fabulous, and it was just, it really And the was food fantastic. was good. The food was good. Yes, man. Okay. It was delicious. Okay, folks, this is and a woman who eats out goes. all the time. So you that can take this. On this. Yeah. It was excellent. If oh. anybody has been to Frenier Landing. And here's the funny thing. This is, I'm going to tell you how flexible they are. Her birthday time was set for 6 p.m. And it was, you know, it's 70th birthday. We all got kind of dressed up, you know, even though it's kind of like a lake house vibe, 
right? We all got dressed up to go and celebrate her. And preceding us, honest to God, was a biker rally. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? No, this so it's is eclectic. Okay. Uh-huh. They... It was it was a Harley biker rally. They had all gotten together over there. They had all had dinner. They were leaving right as we were coming in. Everybody's is great, saying hi, talking about how good the food is. We ascended, right? It's a lake house style, so it's up, it's elevated. We ascended. Everything was polished, beautiful woodwork, gorgeous woodwork. In Laplace, okay. I'm just, uh, I'm, hmm. I'm trying to picture this, but uh, but it's definitely worth looking into for sure. It is. It was fantastic. I mean, it's only it twelve was, miles from Kenner, you know. Warm and friendly. It was hmm. lovely. Okay, lovely. this is a good tip. I'm glad to hear it. Okay, glad so to hear it. Then we went to Castera, which I called you about the Spanish place. Um, You know, a couple, um, uh, maybe two months or so ago. Um, The Spanish tapas. I think I've just decided that maybe tapas isn't for me. It was good. (laughs) Everything everything was good. But I think tapas isn't for me because I have an appetite. So once I have something of something and I like it, I want like an entree style of it. You know what? I think that's one of those cultural things, okay? If you're in Barcelona... And you're eating tapas, it's appropriate because that's where you eat tapas. But when you bring tapas into America where let's like let's face it, we like our seafood platters, you know? I'm gluttonous is what you're telling me. That's not you, but 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 Americans, you know, <laughs> we want us a pile of food. So it, you're right. I mean it's 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 like Tom says, eat it where it lives. But I mean, great. If you want to do it, go ahead and do it. It's just, I get what you're saying. I had, they had a spectacular tuna crudo, and all I wanted was more of it. Uh Uh-huh. But you can get more of it. You just have to keep ordering it. (laughs) Yes, I know. I know. But it's like, it was just, we ordered the smorgasbord of tapas, Uh and I had isolated that one as one Uh of Anyways, I was like, you know what, I'm not a tapas girl. I'm like, here's my entree. This is how delicious it is. I want the whole... You know, How was the paella? We actually didn't get it. Oh, okay. Because there were so many other things on uh-huh. um, redfish and pinatas that were, again, very good. I think I'm just not a tapas person. Everything flavor-wise was good. I just, I, I, I have realized I'm an entree person. How is, now see, I am not, I am an appetizer person, but I'm also not a tapas person. So, um, I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm a, an amuse-bouche person. I don't know. Um, so, so how were they, were they busy? Yes, they were busy. And it was oh, a good. Thursday night. Good. Yeah, they were all the, pay, and we had a 615 reservation and all good. the tables were booked. By I'm glad. Good. That was great. I went to Rizzuto's in Lakeview. Yes. Okay, they advocate right there on the menu. I'm going to tell you the top thing that I had there. They advocate right there on the menu like 97% crab meat, like a crab. um, Why am I blanking on this? You know what I'm saying. Cake, crab cake. Yes. Okay. (laughs) 
I was like, 97% crab, the rest is just, you know, the binding agent. Uh-huh. Yeah. They live up, they live up to their slogan on that. It was delicious. So it was a real authentic crab cake, not this crab stuffing that ought to be stuffed crab, oh. deep fried. This yeah. was, it was probably what, $20, $21? Yeah. And yeah. it was worth every yeah well good good it's hard to beat a good crab cake you know they expanded sort of and have this outdoor court yeah Uh Yeah. and you know what if you can stand the heat which i can i know i can stand the heat you know what i'm losing it this is in june i know it's hot (laughs) okay but we sat outside we sweat a little we ate the cat crab cake we had our cocktails and it was gorgeous and wonderful well good good Fantastic. i think th- i think to the you know there's like a an undercurrent sort of language that you need to know about crab cakes if a crab cake yeah it should be crab no, but if a crab cake is $15 on a menu or if it's $13, it's not the crab cake that you're thinking. If you if you want the crab cake you're thinking, you need to start looking in 18, 19, 20, 21 dollars. That's where you're going to yeah, get the crab cake you're thinking about. With, home, it can't even make it for that. So, yeah. Well, with the notable exception of Rest a While on the North Shore, they have a fifteen dollar crab cake on the menu that is a crab cake, uh, the sautéed yeah. kind that's mostly crab. So, yeah. Anyway, all so right. I don't know if you have time for another that. one. I don't know if you have time for I, a third right, one. I'm going to squeeze it in real quick. I'm going to squeeze quick. it in real quick. The Bower. Um, off magazine. Yeah. Um, we went, and I, you know, y- y'all know how old I am. Okay, I'm a millennial here. It is a millennialish place. All yep. right. Yep. Um, but the food was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Good. It is worth a visit. It was good. Excellent across every dish. Now, I wonder what's going on with them because I think they're changing their dishes at Two Jacks and going younger. They've closed Bar Francis. Is Claret still there next to Bauer? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So I I think they're definitely, I mean, that whole, I think that whole operation is changing. You know, and, and Two Jacks is going along with it. And I'm curious to see how the Two Jacks changes are going to work out for them. Well, it was absolutely packed with all range of demographics. Mm-hmm. And, that. Um, and I mean, it was excellent food. Mm-hmm. Well, the menu looks good, and everything I've seen in terms of pictures from there looks really good. And we did attempt to go that one time, and then I just couldn't park but for four blocks away, and I just didn't want to walk in that neighborhood. And that's all there is to it. Probably because I'm not a millennial. I know. Parking can definitely be a deterrent. They should have a valet there. I think a valet would be helpful. Even as a millennial, Mary, and somebody's like, valet, I'm like, sign me up. Yeah. You know, I think think that that is, but obviously if they're packed and they're doing really well, then look, if it ain't broke, 
don't fix it. That's right. Yeah. Sure. You know? So they don't need my business, you know. I'm not I'm not their target market anyway. So, uh, but I would like to go there at some point because I do I hear make great Kyle things. drop me off though. Just so ah, everybody knows, the truth comes out. Okay. The truth comes right. out. I Kyle was the valet. <laughs> okay, right, and then that, he goes right. and finds the parking spot. All right, I gotta go. I'll okay. blow a, I'm gonna blow a little whistle for you people that call too late. All right, take care, Allie. Bye. It's three o'clock. You're listening. You're listening to WGSO New Orleans. We'll be back with Nicole Dorignac after the news. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Search and rescue efforts in Surfside, Florida have transitioned to recovery efforts as first responders look for victims in last month's tower collapse of a condominium. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis announces he's suspending the state property tax enforcement for the families impacted by the collapse. My goal is is to suspend, waive any law I can under the state of emergency to forestall that, and then we probably will just ask the legislature to remit any of the property tax liability from Champlain Towers South. The White House is holding its weekly coronavirus briefing. White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Jeff Zeintz says more and more Americans are continuing to get vaccinated. More than two out of three adults have at least one shot. As a country, we're closer than ever to ending this pandemic and getting back to normal. USA Radio News. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or medical care, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-880-1896. 800-880-1896. That's 800-880-1896. President Biden is not saying whether he believes the last 20 years of American involvement in Afghanistan was worth it. The president was asked that question while announcing the troop withdrawal from Afghanistan, which should wrap up later this summer. Biden adding the United States is not responsible for any civilian deaths now that the troops are leaving. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib is calling for defunding the Border Patrol and Homeland Security. The Michigan Democrats saying the agencies terrorize illegal immigrant communities. Tlaib went on to express her disapproval of White House efforts to increase technology at the border. Regarding defunding the Border Patrol and ICE, Arkansas Republican Senator Tom Cotton believes... They want to turn America into a sanctuary country for all illegal aliens from around the world. Uh, and now that logic is being extended to our Border Patrol and Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, even all of DHS. USA Radio News. Look, bud, I said your money or your life. I'm thinking it over. <laughs> 
The Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. The new Edgar Bergen Hour with Charlie McCarthy. Now, if you say help me, I'll mow you down. Three hours a day, seven days a week of the greatest radio shows of all time. Classic radio theater. Available on many of these radio stations or available on demand anytime at any podcast app by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater. The Delta variant is being connected to a rise in COVID-19 cases across the United States. And health officials say vaccines should not be politicized. With the Delta variant of the coronavirus now becoming the dominant strain in new cases in the United States, there are even more efforts being undertaken to reach out to portions of the population that are unvaccinated. Former CDC director Dr. Tom Frieden says vaccinations shouldn't be politicized. He tells Fox News that the real battle being fought is between the virus and humans. There ain't chance tonight drills off. It's coming back to high likelihood for tomorrow again. Deep layered moisture continues to reason, along with the weak level high pressure trying to work its way back. It will over the next several days, and that'll reduce the rain chance and pull up more heat in time for the weekend. Early morning starts off 70s to 80. The afternoon tomorrow goes back to a high of the upper 80s. 80s to 90 Friday with likely storms widely scattered over the weekend with highs of near 90. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. We are the boy Your tween made you see. We are the boy It's painful concert number three. We are the boy we're 5 and 19. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Second hour, it's Thursday, check. It's the food show, check. So that means that on the line should be Nicole Dorignac. Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? Check. There she is. <laughs> I'm back. We've missed you. You have. Well, I've missed y'all. You must it's be bursting like a tick with information after a whole um, month. Uh, has it been really a month? I thought it was like two weeks. Wow. No. Okay. Yeah, I got, yeah. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good, lots of good All right. stuff. All um, right. So, uh, I guess I'll start with my little supply chain. Uh, <clears throat> and it's, The prices uh, are, I hope you, I hope you're going to cover prices because I was well, told that the price of mayonnaise jumped up like $24 in a week. Yeah, that is uh, because of the, uh, it's like the cook, anything made with oil. That's, I guess vegetable oil, canola oil, which whatever one, I guess it's uh, vegetable oil with mayonnaise. But I was talking to somebody about that, like salad dressings, all that stuff is going up. Anything that has oil in it. And now, are we talking, talking about like, oil like, I would think that olive oil would not be in that. No, I, no, 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 okay. no. Okay. So, so the, the, the oils you shouldn't so you eat. Make... Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's still, you know, now it's, you know, I just was looking at that article 
that you sent. And I don't really see how that's going to help anything because, uh, anyway, you can talk, we can talk about that after, but it's just going to perpetuate, my thought is initially it's going to perpetuate the problem that we already have, supply chain. Yes. <laughs> It'll yes. keep us chatting, but maybe. Yes. <laughs> but, you know. But no, it's uh, prices are you know prices are going up, and it it is kind of crazy. But it's what's going on. I guess it's like a it's like a depression, but not like what you heard about in nineteen you know twenty nine right. or whatever. Like it's right. it's different because the world is different. We have more yeah. medicines and computers and all. Even if you can't afford all the food, you still have your phone. You know, what I mean, so it's. It's a different world, so this is kind of a depression. I mean, it really yeah. is. But well, let's not use we that word. Because well, yeah. I mean, you, you gotta be realistic. I hate to say it, but it, it sucks. People, you know, people lost businesses, and you know. Oh yeah, yeah. For I'm sure. coming back though. I'm coming back. So that's all right. Too. So, all right. Anyway. So tell us. So the uh, so it's saying that all right. So first of all, um, I don't have. Well, let me go back to. I have two supply chains because, remember, I miss, and they come out every other week. So chicken wings, remember chicken wings, we were talking about those a while ago? Yes. They are a major problem right now. Yeah. Um, So there are lots of there's People are trying to get chicken wings or, you know, restaurants or people at home. There is a problem with those. Um, And that's because of labor? Or if we just run out of poor chickens? I think the chicken wings is because they have they were having the um probably slaughter them or whatever you do with chicken uh-huh. sooner than normal, so they probably weren't big enough for the wings to really be worth anything. I mean, oh, okay. I've noticed that in the fried chicken on the hotline, because um, we have really good fried chicken. I know you like fried chicken. I do. Um, but uh, the wings sometimes, I'm like, oh, my God, they look like little pigeon wings. You know, so or if we do actually, like I would pig- think pigeon wings would be enormously fat. Well, I mean, but they look a little <laughs> tiny. I mean, not like a pop. See, I like I like from- tiny wings. Are they just throwing those away, or are they? No. Well, okay. We, I mean, I don't know what I don't know why. I'm assuming that there's probably so small there's not enough meat to even say you could buy it because I do like one day we had a little dish and it was like. I forgot what meal it was, but it was a chicken on the bone kind of thing. It might have been bourbon chicken or something like that. And the legs and the wings were so teeny tiny, and the breasts were like normal size, and the thigh were like normal size. So it's like, you know, nor- you know, just the way you had to piece it out. I'm like, well, you got to give the people like two of those little wings and a leg or something. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like two wings, a Popeye's meal used to be two wings, and you had a nice little chunk of meat on each side of the wing and you were full from two wings but no way yeah, right. two, wing, uh. two wings would have been a couple you know like a couple <laughs> little bites on one wing so anyway well i think okay. wings tend to be you know i think that these chickens that are just inflated with whatever it is that oh, they're yeah. making to bake you know make them fatter uh, like when i did that chicken piece for the no menu and for the newsletter last week i noticed yeah. a big difference in Certain chicken dinners, they use smaller chickens, and the wings were the appropriate size. When I see a wing that's the size of my fist, I get a little alarmed by that. Yeah. Well, yeah, for a chicken at least. 
Um, so yeah. So anyway, <laughs> and then meat packing. There's still you know some supply. You know we're still it's still a lot of the same. Um, I don't know if there's any Gatorade people out there, but um, Gatorade's still on allocation. I know a lot of people summertime and exercising. They like that. Um, let's see what else. Oh, all the little pouch drinks like for the kids. Capri uh-huh. Sun, the Kool-Aid Burst, and all that stuff. Those things are on allocation from the manufacturers because there are a number of, they call them SKUs, the little barcode. So that's the how you track your variety. So there's a bunch of the choices that are available that aren't being produced. And there won't even be running any specials on those, which probably goes into the, <clears throat> you know, because they, yeah. they don't have enough, you know, you can't put a lot, you have to have enough to want to add because you have to be able to supply yeah, uh-huh. the demand. Uh-huh. So anyway, um, and then Fresh Express salads, those are on allocation. I mean, we haven't had a real problem with them, but again, people who listen, you know, are from everywhere. So this kind, I guess regionally it can be different, like maybe, but it might not. I mean, everybody kind of, everybody eats the same stuff, you know. Like people no, are, they don't. So, all right, Kellogg's in the frozen. Oh, well, wait. Oh, no, there was some the yellow meat watermelons. I don't know if anybody had those last year, but those are gone. We had some. Not we, but the supplier had some, and they actually had a bad crop because of the heat. Mm. And uh, so that kind of, they didn't even have as much, you know, because then we have weather to deal with on top of. Oh, uh, gosh. The weather. Don't get me started. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm living in a swamp right now again. Yeah, yeah. So. It's just, I mean, I'm watching my grass get to be about as high as these windows, and I'm just uh-huh. thinking my poor little lawnmower is not going to be able to do it. I know, I know, I hear you. But, uh, and then Kellogg's, like people who like the Eggo waffles, those are kind of short, and um, expect those to go up in the price world. Uh, what else? Gold Peak Tea is coming back. That was out for a while. A lot of people like the Gold Peak Tea. Um, raspberry and peach are on pause right now, but they got the regular, like the uh, sweet, unsweet, you know, the diet. I think one with lemon, you know, so there's a few of those coming back. Those were out for a long time. The Gold Peak, mm-hmm. I mean, we just started seeing those again. Canning products, and I've noticed this. Um, we had some for a while, you know, we had a good bit for a little while and then they're all gone. So people are getting into doing their little, uh, you know, summer canning projects. So those are going to be on allocation. So if you see them, you know, and you're a canner, pick something up, but leave something for somebody else. Don't take it off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I still got, I feel like I have to say that sometimes. I don't think we panic anymore, but you just gotta, you know. Think about everybody. Well, it sounds like the panic is happening on the on the grocer end, which I am kind of interested in in talking about at the at the end of your yes. report. Okay. And then, and now that I'll, I've interrupted you, I'm gonna what? just I'm gonna say that let's take a break and then we'll come oh, back. Okay. okay. All right. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back with Nicole Dorgnack, who we haven't talked to in a while, so she's got a whole lot on her mind about the supermarket. And the shortages and the allocations and your brand dependency and all of those things will be back.
Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? All righty. Let's go back to Nicole Dorignac, who is calling us as she has for a long time now on Thursdays to give us a report on grocery shortages and how things ebb and flow in the grocery business in this new COVID world. Okay. Go ahead. Resume. All right. So moving on to like laundry and, you know, like houseware, I think I'm pretty much food with food. Well, I guess I could go. Well, Campbell's Soup is supposed to be raising their prices. So have you noticed that? Not yet. You know, and some things, you know, happen in a different part of the country first and then trickles down. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Okay. uh, yeah, and maybe because of supply and demand kind of thing, you know. Um, but well, I'm sure I'm it's the look, staffing. Yeah. You know. I, haven't, I mean, everything has gone up, really. So, um, I mean, because so, so Campbell's Soup is going to be going up to the, you know, to the people who we buy it from. So then it'll be come, going up to us. That's like, you know, mm-hmm. that's happened before, though. It just wasn't in the news. We had one of the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like a buzz. Uh-huh. So it's probably that was probably the beginning of it because one of our suppliers, the one 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 of the ones out of Texas, went up like five percent across the whole you know oh my the whole board everything. Yeah. Wow. Now we didn't raise prices on everything. I mean that was so that was about maybe eight months ago, nine months ago. So you know we tried you know, but I don't know. I'm not looking forward to any of that. Let, <laughs> let me stay well, on track. Would so, you say that prices what? have? So you said it raised prices on everything. So is there a particular genre of food? Well, you get certain stuff from certain people. So this would be like more dry goods. Like when we talk about like the center store, uh-huh. like it was a dry, you know, like um, drink, you know, like the Gatorades and. That's a dry good? That's a dry good? What is a dry good? good, But it's not a non-perishable, I guess is what I meant. Non-perishable. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Not produce, not meat, not dairy. Things with a shelf life. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, the middle of the store stuff. Okay. See, um, now this is a term I didn't know. Middle of the store stuff. Yeah, we talked, well, we talked about center store before, remember? The grocery aisle. That was an early lesson. We got to do a little uh, log. terms (laughs) yes well i'm still i'm still um you know i'm trying to impress uh people when i ask questions at a grocery store by using you know the terms that i've learned from you oh well good i I hope it works (laughs) (laughs) i I hope they're 
totally wowed at your. Uh, <laughs> But you know, it does it does make the conversation shorter. You know, I can say, you know, it's oh, it's on the such and such. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look at me like, oh, she knows something. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) All right. So then, all right. So let me see. There's not too much going on in the frozen food world, other than the ego waffles, and then country crock. People who use the big country crock, um. Are off of allocations. I don't use country crock. I use American Beauty butter. But um, people who use that, it looks like it's okay. And then the International Delight Irish Cream Coffee Creamer is off of allocations, it looks like, for a little while. So um, I see a lot of charcoal, which is good for the summer. Kitchen Bouquet is back. Um, the Zatarain's Creole Mustard. And we have horse, you know, horseradish. I was about to say, how's the horseradish? Because I know that was a problem. We we have, and then actually, the horseradish is better now. It came back in a glass bottle instead of that stupid little plastic thing. I don't like plastic. I like old, you know what I mean? Glass. I agree. Things. I agree. So, so I think I'm going to save my glass bottle, and then I know it's going to come back in plastic. I'm going to save it to transfer later. I'm sure it'll be back in plastic, but. I was looking at, like, mason jars compared to plastic containers for something to put something in. Because mm-hmm. I like, you know, a nice glass jar. Yeah. It's about the same price. That plastic is expensive. Yeah, but, but one is and plastic is and your better. food is in plastic versus glass, you know? I well, mean, I, I wish we'd get away from the plastic, plastic, period. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, for some things you have to do plastic, but, like, for glass, for, like, dressings and oil, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, they have olive oil in a plastic bottle. I would never buy olive oil in a plastic bottle. Wait, why? Because you, olive oil is supposed to be in, like, a dark glass bottle because of light, temperature, like, plastic ruins everything. Why, you buy plastic <laughs> to go with No, I, no, I, <laughs> I, 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 don't I'm you know what I'm about to say this it'll shock you I am not uh, brand dependent when it comes to olive oil when well, I go no, stand in front of the olive oil uh, section mm-hmm. uh-huh. I'm inclined to try a different one to see if I can notice a difference in olive oil but the truth of the matter is that first of all I don't cook very much so well, you know so to remember how an olive oil tasted the last time I had it might be six months ago. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, well, then so, yeah. You, you yeah, yeah right now, I've got Vigo I've been using yeah, that's olive oil. Yeah, Spanish olive oil, too. I like it. Out. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and the Spanish olives are different than... Sicilian and you know Italian olives. Well, I've, I also have different. been known to buy a plastic bottle of Pompeian. So... Mm. That's that's a plastic bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's just about the integrity of the product is why, like, the thing inside of it, um, it just holds it better. You know, now, like what, what olive oil do you buy? I always use flag. That's the only thing I use. I don't use anything else, and I never have. My whole Wait, life. what is it? Flag. If you... 
if you followed me on Instagram, you'd see all my food pictures. Because I always post my little. Why does pasta. everyone want me to follow them on Instagram? Well, I'm just saying you'd know what I'm talking about. It's a um, they, it comes in a big can or it's in a glass oh, bottle. Okay. But my mom used it growing up, and she uh-huh. used to get it at Central Grocery. We used to yeah. go down to Central to get it. All I was going to say that like, sounds like something Norjo would have. Okay, it mm-hmm. they would. They probably would. Okay. And then it's something that comes in. They only do so much a year. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So and you put it in You put in your own bottles. We did that for a while no, with Saika. Yeah, we don't do put know? it in our own bottles. It's in its own bottle. Oh, it's a, it's a bottle? Yeah. Yeah, okay. they have a gallon can or they have a Yeah, the a can. Liter That's what we used to buy. Bottle. When we, when yeah, we actually the- cooked many years ago, uh, the Saika... Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Udo, the late great Michael Udo, got us turned on to Saika, and then we would take it and put it into bottles to keep on the counter. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh, cool. Cool. But, um, but yeah, so when my mom would make Caesar dressing when I was growing up, we always, she had this one particular mason jar that mm-hmm. she would always make it, because then you'd shake it up again before you put it on, but she would never right. put it like in a plastic tub. So no, no, no. It wasn't no. anything fancy, but it was glass. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. And I don't drink <laughs> plastic, um, like, drinks, soft drinks. I don't uh-huh. like those. Like, Cokes. And the, if I drink one, it has to be in a can or a bottle. Well, can is not all that appealing either. But I just, no, it's not that I just wish that maybe all of these problems with processing containers would bring us back to where we used to be, which was glass. Yeah. Well... I like, like I said, a while back, the way they're doing the Lysol can, I got to check and see if they're still doing that. They're doing it old school where you take the top off and you spray instead of having everything in that one piece. And it actually sprays better. Like it doesn't, you know, I don't, anyway, I'm a Lysol nerd. I like Lysol. Well, it might, <laughs> yes, you do sound like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Because when you, when you started talking about it, I was going, oh, is she really going to talk about Lysol again? <laughs> I love, I, it's like one of those, I think it's one of those triggers of like my grandma or something. You know what I mean? No, but like, I mean, I think it's not a bad idea to get back to the old stuff because the old right. stuff served us well. And then we yeah. got into all this newer, smarter stuff that we're learning is maybe not as smart as it used to be. And so maybe... Something like this, quote, crisis will get us back to, you know, things that are actually better for us. Anyway, yep. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, but uh, no. And I'm, all right, so walking through the store, I've noticed um, the cleaning aisle, uh, you know, all those things have been better and toilet paper and paper towels. and But th- there's a lot in the food. And I think mm-hmm. the difference between food and paper products and cleaning supplies is once they get that going – really just machines putting it all together with some of these foods like produce and even the canned goods that you got to have someone harvest you know it's more people labor intensive Uh labor intensive someone pushing Uh the button on the machine Uh so it it's kind of like the small craft of mass production instead of you know what i'm saying because like That's where, uh, like, that's the difference between the olive oil. Like, flag is a, uh, you know, it's not mass produced. It's only produced one time a year. You know, and small batch. Small Small batch. batch. So it's like, yeah. So, um, so it's kind of like the same concept. Yeah. On a bigger level, 
you know, because you have to have the people to do it. So, yeah. and that's been a lot of things, like, you know. I well, at some point, people are going to have to go back to work. So, you know. Yeah, hopefully August 1st, since it's going to be cut off here, supposedly. Yeah. I mean, at some point, I think some of these problems, just because there are no other alternatives, uh, may turn yeah, around. I've noticed an uh, up, a jump up in applications coming in. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. You know? Well, you let's see. How to board, get bored sitting uh-huh. at home all day. People I'm talking to on the other end, the hiring end, are um, are saying this. There, there's an uptick in applications, but I don't really want to hire any of them anyway. <laughs> so. Well, we have found a few, a few good people, so I'm, uh-huh. you know, feeling fortunate. You know, yeah, we, well, good. we have a lot more. Yeah, well, we have a lot more uh, positions to fill too. When yeah. you know, I mean, we have fifteen departments, and then those departments have you know, multiple, yeah. at least fifteen. It's a big store, big store. It is, yeah. So, but um, but anyway, so but yeah, that's. I mean, that's about it. I, I think you know. Okay, so what do you think about? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was what? just saying. Doctor, all everything seems to be. There is still stuff out. It's it's variety. The special. Uh, like the varieties of stuff. It's not like it was before where it was all right or all Chef Boyardee. You know what I mean? So, so it's it's some companies have come back and some are lagging behind others. Yes. Right. Okay. That's a okay. good way to say it. Where your not brand like dependency <laughs> becomes problematic. Right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Now, you know what I think we should do in all of your reports? I think you should give us a little vocabulary word when you send us off. Like, what okay. was that thing at the end of the aisle where you have a display? What's it called oh, again? The end cap. The no. end cap. There was another word for it. Oh, the, oh, the shippers. That's the cardboard box. Shippers. The shippers. The sh- yes. All right. So let me explain. The shipper is really a display thing that you uh-huh. buy kind of like a bulk item. And sometimes for the holidays, they're decorative or whatever. So they're like a special deal thing. And but it comes all together? Cap, you just put it out? Is yeah, that it? Yeah, it's a cardboard little box, and you just okay. put it out with okay. the products in it. But the end cap is really the part of the, the shipper you buy. or don't, Not everybody has shippers, uh-huh. but everybody has an end cap. And what's an end part. cap? What's an end cap? End cap is when you, all right, so when you walk, all right, you know when you walk in the store by the registers, and the registers are on one side, and they've got the aisles that go right. down? yeah. The, uh-huh. the thing on the end that's uh-huh. like a bookshelf with yeah. this plate with items yeah. on it. That's the end cap. Okay. See, and I, the end I, cap I, is where featured stuff goes. That's like the featured spot okay. of that little area of the store or whatever. All right. Now, because you're by the registers, and that's why. Okay, don't go away because well, I want to ask you a couple sides. I have a couple other questions to ask right. you, but it's time for the news from the Louisiana Radio Network. It's the bottom of the hour news. That means it's 3.30. We're talking to Nicole Dorignac from Dorignac's, who is giving us the report from the store. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. Federal legislation has been introduced to give those who incur extra out-of-pocket expenses when caring for a family member a tax credit. AARP State Director Denise Botcher says it is a bipartisan effort known as the Credit for Caring Act. It would create a tax 
credit of up to $5,000 for working family caregivers. Botcher says the average caregiver spends more than $7,000 annually for expenses like a mortgage or rent for that family member. They might be paying for assisted living or even home modifications so they can continue to live in their own home. She says those caring for ones with dementia or mental health issues can incur expenses closer to 8000 annually. I'm Brooke Thorrington. A 12-foot python that was reported missing Tuesday morning from the Blue Zoom Aquarium at the Mall of Louisiana in Baton Rouge was found this morning alive and well in the ceiling crawl space. Kara was taken to the LSU vet school for a checkup. I'm Jeff Palermo, Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Whether you live in New Orleans or New Roads, Cheneyville or Lake Charles, agriculture makes a big difference in your daily life. That's why the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation is here to protect our precious food supply chain at the local, state and national levels. Become a part of our grassroots network. Visit LAFarmBureau.org to join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. The internet has certainly changed things, from socializing to gaming, but cyberspace can also be dangerous and even deadly. Be sure your kids know the perils lurking online. Don't simply rely on software applications or device restrictions. Know the websites they're visiting, people they're talking to, and info they're sharing. Tell them to come to you if any situation online makes them feel uncomfortable. Let's keep our kids safe. Learn more at agjefflandry.com slash cybersafety. The opinions, findings, and conclusions or recommendations expressed here are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Justice or LCLE, Office of Justice Program, Subgrant 2018. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, Nova Title Group, and Ark Insurance consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs and now they have come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Live from the Funky Uncle. Live from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.thefunkyuncle.live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on July 7th, it's the Bucktown All-Stars and on July 14th, the James Booker Tribute. For more information on how you can support Live from the Funky Uncle, go to thefunkyuncle.live and of course, follow us on social media. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Yes, yes, we do love Gershwin tunes. Okay, so Nicole, Nicole Dorgnack is with us here on the Food Show, as she always is on Thursday, telling us the behind-the-scenes scoop of what's happening. I mean, we just see, we just see the dazzle of the store, but behind the scenes, they work very hard to bring us all of that. So we want to know what's going on. So I don't know if you, um, back to the shippers. Um, I've been watching this particular little set of shippers with my Stacy's chips, two for $6. And I keep waiting to see if we're going to break them into doing two for $5, but it hasn't happened yet. But it goes up and down, but they remain in the shippers and I don't know why. Well, that's because they're buying them from, if they're in a cardboard box that says Stacy's with a little, like, so they're buying them that way. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they yeah. said they probably bought a bunch, Who at wherever you are, they probably bought it, you know, bought a bunch of them, and bunch they probably shippers. sell a lot there, okay. and people like them, but there was, there was a deal, so that's how they, you're able yeah. to get them for, for six, 
So they're usually probably like three fifty nine or. I don't want them at two for six. I want it to be two for five. They do two for five when they get really desperate. Well, that's (laughs) well. Check the date on. It's my it's my own stupid little game. Okay, so end end. What is the end of the aisle called again? End the end cap. End cap. end cap. Okay. That's yeah. my and new way to dazzle them at the store. I'm going to say, is it on the end cap? And they're going to go, ooh, she knows something. Ooh, okay. There you go. <laughs> end yeah. cap. All right. That's our vocabulary word for the day. All right. There's a piece out in something or another about how grocery stores are stockpiling their own inventory in advance of prices going up. And I'm wondering how prevalent that is. Okay, well, we're not doing that. Um, we 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 have a good inventory of certain things, but with everything on allocations and stuff, I don't know how they could uh-huh. stockpile anything because there's real. I mean, so it was in the Wall Street Journal. I read it, uh-huh. and um, but it's also interfering with the supply chain. And then here's uh, other thing: we don't sell frozen meat, so it's a lot of. I mean, I don't know who sells frozen. You know, I don't know. So uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a good thing, though. I mean, because then you're going to buy it now, and then you're going to some stuff going to have a date on it. So people are going to be getting a lot of short dated stuff too, because with mm-hmm. you, you know, it's like with food. Well, non perishable stuff, napkins and toilet paper and that kind of stuff, bleach. That's fine. But like food stuff, right, sure. cereal, yeah. even um, pasta, rice, everything has a quote unquote expiration. You know, uh-huh. so if you buy something right now and you really have, you know, you're still going to keep buying. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I don't I yeah. don't see how that uh, that might be one of those uh, media. Maybe it's for massive massive about. chains. I don't know how that would work, but anyway. Well, no, um, I mean it's. Then you'd only have one store of your chain stock. I mean, they're not going to be able to do... I mean, if you can't buy it regular, how are you going to stockpile it? Yeah, like exactly. That, that, that's what I don't understand. Yeah. It sounds like a media scare to me. Either that or we're being lied to and the supply chain is okay. And, mm-hmm. and it's all a bunch of you-know-what that happens to me. <laughs> to, to up the prices. Okay. Yes. All yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. But I believe that we are truly... I mean, I know from my own experience and how shorthanded we are i do believe that these companies and manufacturers and plants are short are struggling mm-hmm. like yeah or, you know some some people are working like you know 60 70 80 90 you know 90 hours yeah. a week in certain industries you uh-huh. know so i, I believe well, that there is a real struggle and i don't see how any like i said i don't i mean i guess you could buy a couple cases extra of the mm-hmm. co- but even Coke, even soft drinks have an expiration. Mm-hmm. So then you're going to be selling bad stuff, maybe yeah. cheaper, but I'd rather buy the right stuff. I, I mean, I'm sorry if that's the price. That's well, I can't price. imagine that's going to engender you to the customer, you know, so. But, well, I mean, as a, as a consumer, as a consumer, uh-huh. I mean, I don't want to buy something bad. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, really? I, what I'm saying is... <laughs> Well, I'm not talking as a grocery. <laughs> no, no, I'm uh, talking about yeah. Person. So who you know? But yeah, nobody would. Yeah, as a customer, just like if the, if something was bought six or eight months ago, and it's getting yeah. put on the shelf 
now oh, yeah. because they, you bought it early. I mean, that's like yeah. Dollar General and the yeah, exactly sale place on right. Airline Sunbeam or whatever when we right. were little. I yeah. mean, like, no, like I'm, you know, and I'm saying that I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just saying that's I, I always want fresh stuff. You, well, it's like it's like we were talking about yesterday. You should at least, you know, you, you shouldn't be selling things like that and having an unsuspecting customer like me. I don't check labels. I know I should. But, you know, you're expecting to get one thing and you're getting something else. And I'm sure that if that's ever discovered, it would, like I say, leave a bad taste in that person's mouth. I, it absolutely anyway. does. Yeah, it's one of, of the things we. It happens everywhere, and it's truly one of the things we hate the most is yeah. to know somebody bought something and they got it. They got to go inconveniently bring it back to us because it got yeah. me. You know, I mean, we truly feel terrible when that happens to people, but yeah. it happens, and and it, and it's upsetting. It's upsetting to me. I mean, and yeah. I understand. So, so I certainly wouldn't want to intentionally stockpile stuff that I know. Right. You know, and rice. Flour, I mean, I guess sugar doesn't really have a date. I'm thinking of the stuff that they talked about. Even frozen stuff hasn't. You, you can't leave it in the freezer for. Well, I was about to say, year. sure. I mean, so that's definitely so perishable. Honestly, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Okay. That whole article, all right. like, like I think, like I said, I think it's like a little like let's get them all buzzed up again and scared. <laughs> you know, it's like media bullying because it's. Not, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> Are we okay. having this problem in the first place? Okay. All the grocery I think, stores would be stopped. I you agree. I think, you're, <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay. okay. Um, I know you're a big fan of Keith Young's. We went to Keith yeah. Young's. I don't know if you heard the first part of the show, but um, oh, it was it was really great. And I just have been wondering. I mean, I, have you have you been going a lot? We've been, we went actually last Friday, mm -hmm. and then we went back last night. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> it was, and then I actually referred a friend of mine to book her daughter's birthday dinner there, because it was so, you know, it was, it was just, it's, good. it's I always mean, it's, good. It's but great. they do have a new, fresh vibe going on, like the service was real good, we've had Three different waiters in the past, oh, I guess we've been three times in the past two weeks. Anyway, but I can't think of her name, but she's a sweet little girl. Um, you know, she was great. Um, the other little guy. Well, that's new blue. alone, the fact that there are women waitresses, because, you know, for a while there, it was just the guys. Yeah, I don't think they've ever, yeah. They, and they got two women bartenders, too, I noticed, yeah. and I had a really good dirty martini, too. Did a good job on it. So, so I, I guess that no, the... It's been good. There's, I, I'm noticing a lot of new faces in a yep. lot of places, and I don't know where the old faces went, but I don't see them at any other places, so I don't know why that is. But well, um, probably I'm only new faces. the old faces, and I'm not talking about Keith Young's because I still see a couple of old faces there. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, if you don't work in something and get it in this time right now. Things are so hectic. If you're not, you know, so people may quit because they can't handle it. Or I know it at the store. The store is very busy. We have people sometimes, you know, they come in and they, you know, they have the nothing but the best intentions of, you yeah, know, doing right. an awesome job. But it is so, we we'll always talk about how hard our people work. It is 
so overwhelming. Like, yeah. the, you know, just Well, you have being a, a lot of volume. For, you have a lot of volume. Yeah, and a lot of square store. footage to manage yeah. and to navigate. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of customers that come through yeah. that, you know, while they're trying to, you go on Winn-Dixie, there's nobody stocking the aisles during the day. So we're working against keeping the shelves stocked for the people, people trying to, but that also enables us to have people on the aisles to help people too. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, it's a fun challenge to navigate. But it's, Well, these are uh, interesting yeah. times, that's for sure. Interesting yeah, times. Yeah, but I think that's what it is. People get someplace and they're like, ah can't do this this isn't for me or you know i mean or unfortunately sometimes an employer has to let someone go for whatever reason you know yeah well there's because a, they can't you know i heard a story um last night or the night before from you know the insides where there are people showing up to um to apply for jobs and they'll say well this isn't enough money <laughs> and the employer oh, will say well, what do you want to make and then they'll say i want twenty dollars an, oh, an hour and then twenty dollars an hour have yeah. a monday through friday oh, yeah, yeah 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 but crazy but, request but but you know what the the person that was telling me the story said that then the person who was hiring said well i don't really mind paying you twenty dollars an hour if you want to make twenty dollars an hour but here's what's going to be required Here's well, what exactly. I want for the twenty dollars an hour, and then they'll say they what they want, want for twenty dollars an hour, and they'll go, "Oh, I don't think so." <laughs> well, right, exactly. Well, exactly, exactly. Oh man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I wouldn't trade places with you people for anything. Difficult. Well, it has difficult. It, it has its personal rewards too, like you know, being with the people, and like today, helping the lady find her pimentos, like I made her day, or. Yesterday, a lady came in. There was no doubled eggs, and I got somebody up. You know what I mean? So there's ways you can help yeah, of course. people and of course. touch them. Of course. So all that yeah. blah, blah, negative stuff, it's uh-huh. outweighed by the good. Okay. Well, we good. And we'll, li- we'll end on that note. All, all right. right. And we will all talk right. with you next Thursday. Hopefully Thank so. Thank you very much. What? All hopefully right. so. I said hopefully so. <laughs> yes, because the these challenges, wins. these challenges of running a business, a massive business like yours in COVID world has taken you away from us for the last couple of weeks. I really weeks, don't so. know what's happened this past month, but it has been like, well. Yeah, it's a month. Well, yeah. So, well, Like being on a roof. All right. Yes. All right. So we will talk Goodbye. to Nicole Dorignac next week. Thank, Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. 556-9696 is the number. We're going to take another break, the last one of the show, and we'll be back for some more food talk after that. 556-9696. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor Did boys, Michael 75 get poor mad? Boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an yeah, see, extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yes, indeed. Want to mention Jack Melin is where you want to go in Hammond. Well, it's, it's Michael, is that Michael 75? Yes, it is. Let's take Michael 75. I'm going to include him in this spot. Hello, Dad. I, w- I love Manhattan, but right now I'm daydreaming that I'm 
It's about 3 p.m. somewhere between uh, Florence and Venice, especially the Palma region. And I'm having prosciutto with a sweet melon. They make it in Palma. It's called prosciutto di Palma. Or even mission figs with prosciutto. Mm, and also they, they make the uh, uh, also the uh, Parmigiano Reggiano cheese with the balsamic vinegar they make in Parma. So all of those things are my daydreams. But I, I'm stuck here in Kenner. Oh, yeah. But uh, well, well, that, no, wait, wait, there, is, is there is well, a wide there. discrepancy. <laughs> which is not no, it's not too bad. I got the Kenner uh, Williams Boulevard corridor, and also oh, yeah. we, we, we were at Fury's uh, a couple of days ago, and my wife got the crab meat or grind, which was fair. But when we got home, I, I treated it with my homemade lobster stock, and it went from a B to an A triple plus. All right. If, if, if you can make a lobster, if you ever get a lobster, take those shells and make yourself a great oh, stock. Yeah. It's easy yes, to indeed. do. It, save that. Now, why did you uh, need to treat the au gratin with the lobster stock? And how did she have so it, much left my, over? My, my wife. Oh yeah, my wife said it was okay. She only ate half of it. Mm, I see. Okay. All right. So when so it got, got home. By the way, I found, speaking of uh, groceries, I found today, the first time I've ever seen this, duck drumettes. The little, you know, the little chicken drumettes, yeah, but they're duck. Yeah. Huh. I've never seen what? those. Also, I, uh, I, I they had a, a, a red pepper, uh, a, um, I'm sorry, a red bell pepper, four for a dollar at a certain grocery store. So I bought a bunch of them, and I grilled them. Then I got uh -huh. some dong, dong fong bread and put, uh, after I grilled them, I put them in a little brown paper bag and, uh, and took some of the black stuff off and, and then put some nice olive oil and ate some uh, toasted dong fong bread with that. Oh, that sounds good. Well, cheese yeah, the, would have been uh, good too. Um, did you do anything with the drumettes? You're going to make confit or what? Uh, I'm gonna. I don't. Yeah, make my make a, a confit and I'm gonna make an orange sauce with that. And see how that goes. Okay, that sounds good. But I was I, I was I was reading. I, I picked up a old uh, restaurant book from San Francisco the other day, uh, and it it had my favorite restaurant there. I think I've told you about it. It's called Sam Woe. and I want to read a couple a, a little line from it. The mysterious appeal of Sam Woe is on the second floor. The lair of Etzel Ford Fong, a Chinese warlord turned waiter. His theme is rudeness, and the people love it. Being yelled at by this one-man spectacle is considered an honor. And that's what happened to me. Kick me out. <laughs> oh, you sure we can't get Mrs. 75 for a little while? Uh, when is Mrs. Uh, no. 75's tell-all coming out? M Mrs. 75 said, I told her the next day, can we go back to Sam Woes? And she said, are you crazy? I said, no, I want to get kicked out again. I'm a masochist. Oh, yeah. Michael, Michael, any, Michael. Any, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? I had one last thing to say. I can uh, give you another two minutes. I've got another call, oh, and then we got to wind up the two show. Two whole minutes. That's great. Anyway, these uh, mission figs are, are in. They're great. Um, oh, well, yeah, this is, this is a, a, a note of optimism. In about uh, three weeks or less, uh, the uh, government uh, uh, mandate for uh, – the assistance to people is going to run out. So uh, I am saying that businesses will be booming, wait staffs will be fine, and everything will be filled up in about a month or so. So don't be so impatient. Okay. 
All right. On that That's note, it. we will bid you adieu. Thank you, Michael75. Okay. All right. Let's go to Ed. Is Ed there? Yes, ma'am. I am. Hey there. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Good. I am trying to figure out. I'm from the South Shore. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out a nice restaurant to go on the North Shore uh, Sunday evening. Okay. It, or is this going to be casual? Well, it's going to have to be casual because that's about all you're going to find at that point. Oh, I, I, I always wear a jacket anyway. <laughs> okay. So is this like a... a twosome or is this going to be a group or what okay well then i'm just going to tell you where i what immediately comes to mind on on sunday on the north shore there are a couple of things happening um i would send you to rest a while which is right on the north shore is there a particular kind of food you're looking for Uh, it doesn't really matter okay all right, so um, our favorites on Sunday are Rest a While, which is right on the Mandeville Lakefront. It's Pat Gallagher. The food's delicious. Uh, service a little iffy sometimes, but it's so nice. Who cares? You know, you're sitting outside, or you could be sitting inside. You need a reservation if you want to sit inside, but I definitely recommend outside where you can watch the activity on the lakefront. Right. Okay. It's breezy. It's really nice. Um, it is not. It's not. It's going to be kind of. It's going to be kind of warm on Sunday evening. Yeah, but you know what? The breezes and look, look. This is Louisiana, so the breezes are not cool breezes. Bonner. They're warm breezes, but they're still breezes. Okay. Right. So right, we've okay. been going there, and we go in the evening, and it's really nice there. So I would recommend that. Uh, the food is great. It's not cheap, but it is good. Okay. Also, the other place that's outside, also breezy, is the Anchor underneath Chifuncta in Madisonville. That's waterside. It's very casual. I think the food is better at rest a while, uh, but it's just the scene that you want. I love them both. I can't get enough of either one of them. Inside, and what is the name of that one? Anchor. The Anchor. The anchor. Mm-hmm. Yes. The food is more consistent at rest a while. I would look at both menus. The menu is much bigger at rest a while, and you will pay a lot more for it at rest a while. Both places are worthy of a visit no matter when you come. It's definitely something I think that everybody should experience. And, um, you know, the only thing that's comparable on the South Shore is Blue Crab and Landry's, and both of these are better. So um, that said, Trey Yen is open if you're looking for Chinese. That's also We've right. We've been there. Okay, been right there. in off the bridge. Um, I'm not sure. I'll have to look and see if Rips is open, R-I-P-S. That is so um, – it's different – it's more of a restaurant restaurant and less of a um, waterside restaurant. But, but the two that I gave you are really the ones I want to give you. Okay. 
Okay. And, and I would say that try both of those first. And if you still want to come to the North Shore on a Sunday evening, call me back. Okay. Because I really think those are the two that you should experience before the others. Well, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I think that's, I think you should stick with that. Let me ask you another question. Mm -hmm. Has anything happened to La Provence opening? Well, so La Provence has, as you know, been through many changes. And the most recent purchase or purchaser is um, is, uh, Cayman Sinclair from the Lake House. And as I'm talking to you, I'm going to check and see if Lake House is open on Sunday. Or I should just tell you this. Lake House is two or three doors east of rest a while. It is also a wonderful place to be day or night. Their hours change a lot and uh, you should call and, and see if they're open if you wanted to do that instead or you could just walk up to it and you know measure one against the other and then make your decision that way. But um, I'll also tell you that New Valaris in Old Mandeville is a really terrific place and I know they're open on Sunday but that's indoor and all of those places are within a minute or two of the other so you know I don't I don't think any of that's a real issue okay okay like okay so they're closed after brunch on Sunday lake house is closed so stick with the two that I gave you um but anyway uh I I forgot your question (laughs) What was the? What did you just ask me that I gave a roundabout answer to? La Provence. Okay, thank you. All right, so La Provence uh, has been purchased by Cayman Sinclair, and Cayman owns the lake house. That's how I got off the tangent. He owns the lake right. house along with you know a ma- massive catering operation, and they were scheduled to open when COVID hit. And I know they've been renovating it. I don't know the status of it, but I know that they are planning to have it just a wedding venue and a couple of, you know, cottages for people who are with the wedding before they're going to do any kind of brunch. So it's not going to be really open to the public anytime soon. And there are plenty of other options on the North Shore that I would go to before that anyway. so I, I just have good memories of La Provence. Well, I don't know that you're going to recognize it. When was the last time no, you were no, there? No. Uh, probably four years ago. Oh, oh okay. So um, it's it's not changed that much. I mean, it's, it's a little more glamorous than you last saw it. Uh, Cayman is, and his wife are really, you know, they're good at what they do. So it's going to be nice when it's done, but I don't think the public is going to see La Provence for a while. Okay. I understand that. All right. Thank you for calling. All right. Call again. Thank you. All right. Give us a report on wherever you go. Okay. Will do. All right. Thanks. Thank you. That is it for this Thursday edition of the Food Show. I want to mention that WGSO is celebrating 75 years this year. That means they have a 75 for 75 campaign to raise funds to improve the quality of everything across the board at WGSO. So go to the website, WGSO.com, which is brand new and pretty great. And uh, you can also, when you're there, click on our show. And Patty's put up some links to things that you might be interested in there.
WGSO.com on the front page has a yellow button. It says donate. Please click that button. Your donation will be tax deductible because in addition to being the community voice of the Crescent City for uh, WGSO being the only locally owned news talk station, they're also now a 501c3 nonprofit. So go there, WGSO.com, yellow button, click donate, tax deductible, and you're helping us at the same time. Please tell a friend about the show. We would love for them to tune us in because you know it's it's just not dark stuff it's just kind of fun stuff and i think they'd appreciate that they can listen on tune in or on wgso on nomenu.com they can listen on the simple radio app all kinds of ways to do that we would love for you to go to our website nomenu.com if you missed a portion of the show the first page of nomenu.com has the podcasts up and we are current because patty sends them every day so thank you patty for that they also there is also a list of all the restaurants that are open in town and outside of town updated about a year ago things do change a lot so cut us a little slack there that's where you'll find the almanac that we use as a blueprint for the show 400 some odd recipes uh reviews of restaurants tom's 50-year body of work on food and new orleans food in particular there's just an awful lot of information there extinct restaurants and things like that that's nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. There's a place to sign up for the newsletter, which comes out twice a week. It includes the dining diary and specials around town. It goes right to your news bot, new, uh, your email box. It's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. We also have Instagram at the New Orleans menu, which sort of chronicles where we've been eating. Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show, WGSO New Orleans. Good night. It's 4 o'clock. Time for the news. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden says a troop withdrawal from Afghanistan should wrap up around August 31st. Speaking from the White House, Biden saying the U.S. will maintain its authority there until that time. After 20 years, a trillion dollars spent training and equipping hundreds of thousands of Afghan national security and defense forces. 2,448 Americans.